to you when you get to heaven say amen amen I like that singing I like to hear the amens I like the applause but I like amens better they did both in the Bible they clapped they applauded I even think they patted their feet a little bit I did and uh, I like it Proverbs chapter 1 my text verse is verse number 7 the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge it's the preschool. It's where you get started. It's the ABCs of reading. It's the numbers of arithmetic. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the preaching of your word while our world and its culture and all the pressures of this culture push against and ignore the commandments of the Lord there must be at least a remnant of people that live Lord that they live by the virtue of the fear of the Lord I pray that you'd help me as I preach help us to pay attention to the words to the wording the definitions, the applications 
of this matter of the fear of the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The focus of Job, Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes is instruction to the ways of the Lord. Job is an example of a godly man who lived in the fear of the Lord. Psalms are the prayers or the songs of praise and presentation of our need of God's help in our walking with the Lord. The Proverbs are wisdom of Solomon that he desired for his son and other generations to know how to live in a manner that was pleasing to the Lord. The book of Ecclesiastes is a book of instruction, but it is like the book of Job, an example, but it is an example of a man who tried everything the world and the culture had to offer and concluded that all of that is vanity. And he said, let us hear the whole conclusion of the matter. Fear God and walk in his ways. If there is a key verse that unlocks the power and purpose of this great book and these, this section of books, it is our text verse and specifically the phrase, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. This is a vital truth mentioned 18 times in the book of Proverbs, 27 times in the Bible, the fear of the Lord. I want to first define the word fear. I'd like to spend a little bit of time here. I have, uh, and, and, and always look for word definitions, and, and words and definitions evolve. And this one, in its definition, has almost dissolved. And they have tried to take away what the word means. Let me share with you some of my study of the scripture. What does the phrase, the fear of the Lord, refer to? When we think of fear, we sometimes associate that word with terror. Webster's Dictionary defines fear as a feeling of anxiety or agitation produced by the presence or nearness of danger, evil, or pain. For many, this would describe the feeling you get when you see a snake. For me, if I just see a picture of one. Or when you go to the doctor or to the dentist or you find yourself in a time of danger or it is a dread of the unknown. Now the word fear here does not mean terror or afraid of evil. But in my study of this word, many like to reduce this word to respect or to awe. Certainly, that is included in the definition. I respect a soldier. I respect authority. But let's not take away the word fear just in its presentation at face value. For if the Lord wanted the word, the respect of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, that's what he would have put in the Bible. 
but it's more than just a respect. Had he wanted the word all, that's what he would have put because the word respect is in the Bible. Uh, the word all is in the Bible, but here God uses, and he uses it 18 times in Proverbs and 27 times in the Bible. He says the fear of the Lord. Now specifically, I believe that means the fear of the Lord is to understand if I get out of line, God is going to chasten me to put me back in line. Hence the word fear is still a good and a usable word as we understand it at face value. I want us to understand that yes, we should respect God. I know a lot of children that respect their parents, but they don't have a fear of their parents. They have, in fact, some have lost the honor of their parents. The Bible says the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. There was a reason that for many years in America, they did not organize city sports for Wednesday because Wednesday night was prayer meeting. Today, there's no respect of any day. In fact, many of our bus route numbers were down today because of big football games that took place across the city and children chose to play football. You can understand that. It's not the right thing to do, but you can understand a child having the opportunity to play sports or ride the bus and go to church. There was a day when a city would not organize even on Wednesday night, let alone on Sunday, but we've come to the place that we have lost the fear of the Lord. Some of them have an awe of God. They have a respect of God, but they have no fear of God. Now, I respected my father. I was in awe of my father. But I tell you, friend, uh, there was a fear I had. Uh, when I was obedient, everything was fine. Uh, but when I got out of line, I got a little nervous. My dad had, uh, he, he had FBI agents or something that told him everything when I got out of line. And I want to preach to you tonight and say, if we don't get a fear of the Lord, we're not going to understand, let alone obey half of the word of God. When we truly fear the Lord, we will recognize three things. We'll recognize the order that God has placed things in. We will recognize the authority that God has placed in the institutions of mankind and we will recognize the laws of nature or of nature's God. We will recognize the laws of life. And we will say, I'm going to live in that order. I'm going to live under that authority. I'm going to abide by those laws. That's what it means to apply the fear of the Lord. Let me repeat that. It means that we recognize the order. God made everything in order. You can enjoy anything and everything in this life, but you have to do it in God's order. For example, marriage comes before children. That's the order of God. The order of God is one man for one woman. That's what one marriage is. Marriage comes first and then children. That's the order of God. We live in a world today that is so against the will of God or the order of God that they do everything they can, listen to me now, to take away the order that God has established. 
If you have not seen the video that the Family Foundation put out of what happened to a family in Anderson County in the public schools of a 16-year-old girl, you need to watch that video put out by the Family Foundation. And it's sad to see the promotion and the people. And it's, it, it's public what happened. And they had uh, so-called counselors that are counseling young girls to date one another in a, in a uh, immoral, wicked relationship and told her that her parents had no right to control her and they sought to take the jobs away from the parents and even take them to court and put them in jail. I'm not talking about China. I'm not talking about California. I'm talking about Anderson County, Kentucky. You watch it. But the fear of the Lord said, this is God's order. I better stay in order. I thought a lot of our veterans and I enjoyed seeing all of our veterans in church today and throughout the week. And, and one of the things that you learn in military is proper order. You get out of order, you're going to get in trouble. And the word fear properly applies at face value. We respect his order. We respect the authority. We have this idea because we found one or two or three people or a percentage of people that are crooked in different areas of authority that we can do away with all authority. Friend, authority only represents who God is and we have to have a respect for authority even when it begins in the kindergarten class and goes through the school and the college and wherever it may be in life, somebody is in charge and we need to have respect for that authority. The fear of the Lord means to recognize God's order, God's authority, and the laws of life. You see, God is the creator and we are the creatures. He is the master and we are the servants. He is the father and we are the children. This attitude will manifest itself in our having a respect for God, a respect for His Word, and in our having a desire to do simply and only what God tells us to do in His Word. A genuine fear of the Lord is always seen in obedience to the Word of God. People who do not walk in line with God's Word do not fear the Lord regardless of what they profess with their lips. It, 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 it bothers me to, to hear folks talk about loving God and yet they live a life so contrary to the printed word of God. It's obvious that they've not read it or they have no fear or respect of the word of God. You see, when we fear the Lord, there's an element of dread at what his wrath can do. There is also a respect for him and for his will that nothing else matters other than pleasing the Lord. I love this statement Oswald Chambers wrote these words. The remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. The fear of the Lord. I want to ask you tonight, teenager... Do you live in a fear of the Lord? Does it scare you? Does it frighten you to step outside the will of God? 
Does it frighten you to step outside of what God, college student, does it, does it bother you to step outside of the realm of order and authority and law that God has given in his word? And I want to tell you, we live in a rebellious generation and I fear not only when I step out of the will of God and when my heart grows cold toward the things of God, I am terribly afraid for my nation tonight and what could happen at any moment of time because of the rebellion against the fear of the Lord in our culture. My purpose tonight is not just to talk about the negative, but I want to tell you, dear friend, there are many blessings of living in the fear of the Lord. There are many blessings. Let me take the next hour and a half and talk about the blessings of the Lord. Number one, it's the beginning of wisdom. Your degree means nothing without the fear of the Lord. Your education, your diploma means nothing without the fear of the Lord. Your position means nothing outside the fear of the Lord. And let me just tell you something that's very encouraging in our nation. When we think about revival, I'm encouraged. And again, I do not know a lot of details about the new speaker of the house. But every single day and week that I see and hear him speak and hear about him. I got a telephone call from one of his colleagues last night. And, and I'll be in the D.C. area this week and on Capitol Hill Tuesday afternoon. And, and, and I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm impressed with how God always gives us hope at difficult times. And what a blessing it has been to see him refer to the scripture again and again and again. It is a blessing. It is a blessing to fear the Lord for that is the beginning of wisdom. One of the blessings of fearing God, it motivates us to holiness. You know, the Bible said, be ye holy even as I am holy. Even as I am holy, be ye also holy. This matter of fearing the Lord, this matter of having a respectful awe and a fear of stepping out of his will, it guides us into this matter of holiness. Look, notice, if you will, in Proverbs chapter 3, uh, verse number 7, where the Bible says, Be not wise in thine own eyes, Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Notice chapter 16 and verse number 6 of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse number 6. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. This verse tells us that the fear of the Lord keeps us away from evil. And that allows us to walk in holy, righteous living that's pleasing to the Lord. People who genuinely fear the Lord will flee evil. What does the Bible say of Job in chapter 1? The Bible said that he was continually making prayers and making sacrifice for his children. He was concerned not only for his life, he had a respectful fear of God for the lives of his children. And he begged God, oh God, keep my children in your will because he knew the price that would come from being out of the will of God and the fear of God caused Job to live a holy life. The fear of the Lord. You know, if you feared the Lord, you wouldn't have to worry about the principal. If you feared the Lord, you wouldn't have to worry about mom and dad. You'll please mom and dad. 
you feared the Lord, you wouldn't have to worry about a police officer. You wouldn't have to worry about authority. If you fear the Lord, you'll depart evil. It will help you to live a holy life. The fear of the Lord prolongs life. Notice this one, Proverbs 10, 27. Proverbs 10, 27. This is quite an amazing verse. We ought to pay really good attention to this verse because the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 27, the fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. The Bible says the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Ah, but he said the fear of the Lord, it prolongeth days. You say, what does that mean? Just what it says. We all know folks that have died young. We all know godly people who have died young. We understand, for example, Stephen who was stoned to death. That deacon as he was preaching that powerful and convicting message as he preached, they stoned him to death. And that was not the end of the gospel. That was the beginning as that lit a fire in the heart of Saul of Tarshish who came under conviction and became a child of God. And God used that specific thing. But overall, the Bible tells us that the fear of the Lord prolongs our days. It's interesting to study the causes of death. It's interesting. How many of those are related to stress? How much of that is related to not being in the will of God? One place I haven't found yet, I, I, I like what B.R. Lakin said, if I could find out where I'm going to die, he said, I just, I just would never go there. He said, Dr. Lakin said, he read about the percentage of people his age that died in their sleep in bed. He said, I sleep in a recliner now. <laughs> I read this statistic. 60% of human illnesses can be traced directly or indirectly to fear, sorrow, envy, resentment, guilt, hatred, or to any number of emotional stresses. Add to that the pain caused by alcohol, Diseases related to alcohol, diseases related to tobacco and marijuana, the sicknesses and the mental disturbances added by immorality, a life lived in fear of the Lord with obedience to the word is a much healthier life. The fear of the Lord produces a sense of security. I love this one. Proverbs chapter 14, if you will. Proverbs 14 and verse number 26. Proverbs 14, 26, the Bible says, In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. That deals with the subject of anxiety. Security takes away anxiety. The fear of the Lord, living a life that respects order, that respects authority, that respects the laws of God, desiring to please God, that gives a sense of security. It takes away anxiety. Here's another one. The fear of the Lord produces or protects life. Proverbs 14, 27. Notice the next verse, the fear of the Lord. Verse 26 is strong confidence. Verse 27, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Through the years, I've been to the hospital on Friday and Saturday. And it's sad how many folks are in the emergency room 
that had they had a fear of God, they wouldn't have been in there because they're there because of a snare of death. They wouldn't have been involved in that accident had they not been involved in alcohol or with the wrong crowd in the wrong hour of the night. You see, the fear of the Lord is a very protected place to live. Notice Proverbs 15, 16, the fear of the Lord makes all of life just better. Proverbs 15, verse number 16, better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Isn't it good to be in God's will? Let's add to that. Take your Bibles and go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Notice what the Bible says here in connection to what he says, the fear of the Lord. It helps us to enjoy the things that we have rather than always wanting something that we don't have which is a tool of the devil. Uh, the Bible calls it uh, envious, uh, to be covetous. We're not supposed to be covetous. We're not supposed to be envious. We're supposed to be thankful for what we have. And the fear of the Lord helps us to be thankful, even though what you have may be little. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 25, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink. Nor yet for your body what ye shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them, or ye not much better than they. Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Uh, clothed for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. I love these phrases. For your Father, Heavenly Father, knoweth that you have need of all these things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Put God first in your life. A man who fears the Lord will go to work and provide for his family. A man that fears the Lord, he pays attention to the money he earns. He holds on to it. And when there's extra, he's learned to save it for tough times down the road. You see, the fear of the Lord is a better life. I want to challenge you young people. I want to challenge you college students. I want to challenge you adults of all ages. Live in the fear of the Lord to the place that we obey the laws of God. We respect the order of God. We respect the authority of God. And that leads to a very blessed and a happy life. Proverbs 19. Go back to Proverbs chapter 19. You see this one phrase is a key that unlocks so much of these wonderful verses. You see Proverbs is not a book of memes. Though it's not a bad thing for you to put a proverb in a meme. All of those are locked outside of the fear of the Lord. It begins by fearing the Lord. Proverbs chapter 19, notice what he says in verse number 23, talking about the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 19, 23, the fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it, he that hath it shall abide satisfied. Satisfied. I ask you tonight, are you satisfied? We're blessed. 
the fear of the Lord helps us to be satisfied in life. One more, Proverbs 22, verse number 4. Notice what the Bible says about the fear of the Lord. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. All the blessings, the blessings, the blessings of the fear of the Lord. I've given you the definition of the fear of the Lord. It, it includes respect. It includes awe. But it also includes just fear at face value, understanding. I don't want to step out of the order of God. I don't want to step away from the authority of God. I don't want to step away from the laws of God. I want to stay in His will for there's safety and security there. I've defined the word. I've given you the dividends and the blessings of the fear of the Lord. And then last of all, I want to say in closing, it is everyone's decision to fear the Lord. If I could make my children fear God, I would. If I could make my grandchildren live in the fear of the Lord, I would, but I cannot. I cannot get a hold of their heart and control it. I can only tell them these are the blessings of fearing the Lord and these are the, uh, 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 these are the dangers of, fearing the, of not fearing the Lord. I beg of you, let's live a life in fear of God. Can we not look and see enough has been wrecked and ruined and destroyed? How many days on end do we see in here of another Hollywood actor, of another professional singer who's died at the age of 20 and 25 and 30 and 35? And they say, well, no foul play was expected. All we found was medicine and alcohol. What they didn't find is a fear of the Lord. You have to decide. By the way, you have to decide again today. You have to decide again tomorrow. A life lived in the fear of the Lord, it will tell on you. For if you live a life in fear of the Lord, His house is a priority. Prayer is a priority. The scriptures are a priority in life. Our fellowship and our companionship is a priority of life. I want to say tonight, when you live in the fear of the Lord, it's easy to recognize who you are. It's easy to recognize those that say, I have no fear of God. I don't know about you, but I fear for them. I do. I fear for a society, a society that has no fear of God. I fear for a society that has rebelliously just gone against the word of God on purpose. And so I preach to you tonight. Let's live in a fear of God. I'm not afraid he's going to abuse me. In fact, the opposite is true. God's going to bless me. God blessed me today. God's been good to me. God's answered prayers today. I've had answers to prayer on Sunday. I'm expecting God's goodness and God's blessings as the week goes along. Because when you live the fear of the Lord, there's a whole lot of blessings that you can claim in life. Stand with me if you will. I wonder tonight if we'd make the decision once again. Though we may have lived our life to this point in respect of the order, the authority, and the laws of God. Could we not say tonight, Lord, I want to live in the fear of the Lord and I want to teach those that I have influence with, I want to teach my children to live in the fear of the Lord. The blessings are worth it. The blessings are bountiful. Heavenly Father, 